You're listening to The John Moore Show on ESPN Central Texas. Now back to today's JMO Radio Show. From the Allen Samuel Studios, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris and Aaron Sexton. little toe-tapping music. Welcome back. John Morris Show on a Friday. We do appreciate you being with us. Baseball theme as we've got a big series at Baylor Ballpark that starts tonight. First pitch, 6.30, 6.15 airtime here on ESPN Central Texas. It is Baylor and Texas. And we're pleased to welcome in our good friend, the voice of the Longhorns, Craig Way, joins us now to talk about that and all things burnt orange. Craig, welcome to you and uh, safe travels. Welcome to Waco. Thanks, J-Mo. Glad to be here. And uh, it's, it, listen, one of the great things about uh, Texas playing Baylor and one of the things that I'm going to greatly miss uh, when Texas leaves for the SEC is the proximity of the two institutions. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know you appreciate that. <laughs> well, As somebody who lives, I, you know, you know, John, yeah. I, I moved last year and I live on the north side of Georgetown. Right. So I'm, I'm in Waco in an hour 10 minutes. Oh my gosh, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> well, that will serve you well this weekend as you're uh, kind of making the track up and down I-35 a couple of times. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, the, the game tonight, obviously, and Keith Moreland will be up here with me the, the whole weekend, and, uh, and he'll work the Friday game with me. Then I'll come back to Austin. We have our annual Orange-White Spring football game uh, to deal with Sir Roger Wallace and Will Matthews will be with me on Saturday. And then I'll come back up uh, Saturday night and get a good night's sleep in McLennan County, and we'll uh, we'll call the final one on Sunday afternoon. Very good. That's great. All right, a lot of topics there to cover with you in a short amount of time. You, you mentioned leaving, going to the SEC. Uh, you've got another year left, Texas does, in the Big 12. But are you, and I asked Toby this last week, are you starting to think about, ooh, this, you know, this may be the last time we come to play a series at Baylor Ballpark? Are you starting to hit some of those maybe the last time things? Absolutely. And, and uh, one of the first times that that came up was uh, three weeks ago, I guess, or a couple of weeks ago uh, when I was in Stillwater. Uh, playing Oklahoma State, and uh, as Texas played Oklahoma State, and if and if anybody hasn't been to O'Brien mm-hmm. Stadium, it's a beautiful ballpark. It's it's incredible. It's very very nice, very fan friendly. And from us, from the broadcaster selfish media perspective, <laughs> the broadcast booths practically hang out over home plate. Yeah. I mean, you you see and hear everything so well. And I you know, and I was joking with. Dave Hunt's like our good friend, voice of the Cowboys, and he does their baseball on TV, and Rex Holt is on the radio for a long, long time. I said, hey, I'm going to miss it if nothing else because of this building. I, you know, <laughs> right. I, I mean, it's great seeing you guys, but, yeah, but the yeah. building is something. So, yeah, there there is some of that. And, and obviously I'm going to miss it, you know, with, with our longtime friendship that you and I have had. I'm hoping that maybe the proximity comes to the rescue. Maybe – Somewhere down the road, they get this figured out, you know, that we can at least do kind of what Texas and Texas A&M have been doing. Right. They've been playing a Tuesday night, home and home every year, alternate by year. Uh, Texas played in College Station this year. Every year they alternate. Well, obviously, going into the SEC, the A&M will be on the regular schedule. Right. So they'll play them as a conference opponent. 
maybe they can do something like that with Baylor. It, it, it'd be great. I'd, I'd love to see the, the series continue, certainly even after Texas moves on to the SEC. I would agree with that, and you know this, and I'll say it publicly, we're going to miss you guys. Uh, so many, uh, you know, So many great memories through the years, Baylor and Texas, and we may still see each other, you know, playing in, in certain events. Probably won't happen in football. But uh, we're going to miss you guys and uh, hate that it has come to this. But that's, that's where we are. So uh, we do have another year left to finish things out next year. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Listen, maybe somewhere down the road when, when both of our football teams are, are really good. But maybe in a given year, uh, maybe not in the playoff, even though we both want to be there. Maybe we both wind up playing in the Sugar Bowl against. Oh yeah, <laughs> how about that? Hey, let's That'd book be a nice that consolation prize. Absolutely, you know? I'd take that right now. All right, let's yeah. talk baseball. Series begins tonight. Texas leading the league right now at six and three, uh, and and playing pretty well. I watched parts of your games with Kansas State last weekend. Where do you think uh, you are right now, Longhorns? Yeah. If you had asked me one month ago today, and especially if you'd asked me uh, on March the 5th, I guess it was, uh, if I would have thought that, that in the, in the second weekend in April or third weekend in April that, that they'd be in first place, I, w- I would have seriously doubted that. Remember, Texas started 4-7, and seven, and they were coming out of the series, non-conference series at Cal State Fullerton at 4 wins and seven losses there were 19 new faces on this baseball team most of them really young guys there were some some transfers uh, but they lost a lot of uh, people off the uh, college world series team for the last two years so there was a lot of adjustments that that needed to be made uh, not only uh, with the players but coach pierce told me that the coaching staff had to get comfortable enough with one another on uh, assignment and responsibilities and all that other kind of stuff. He hired Woody Williams, a longtime uh, coach down at San Jacinto as the pitching coach. Uh, obviously, Baylor fans remember Steve Rodriguez. Right. And, 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 and Rod and, and, uh, uh, and David had been friends for a long, long time, long before uh, Rod even left Pepperdine. That they, they'd known each other on back in those, those days when David was doing a lot of uh, – out there at the area code games in California and stuff. And they got to know each other back then. And there was a vacancy with Sean Allen leaving to go to Ohio state. So he came in. So you had that, you had another uh, coaching shift as, as uh, you had uh, one coach uh, go up. Uh, Philip Miller went up into administration and operations. And, and so uh, in addition to those two coaches, uh, they had Caleb Longley was elevated up to assist. So they all had to get comfortable with one another. And that took some time as well as with the players. But you started to see signs of it even in the series against Fullerton. Guys were getting more and more comfortable with one another. And then when they got home, they just took off. They had that 14-game homestand, and they went 14-0 and on it. Now some of the early opponents were not, you know, they were triple-digit RPI teams. But after that, they kept it going. They swept Texas Tech, and then and and they played pretty solid baseball. They haven't always played, you know, great baseball on uh, with both with uh, pitching, hitting, uh, and uh, and defense. Uh, but but most of the time, since coming back home, they've done at least two of those things really well on a given night, and that's helped them go twenty and four since that four and seven start. Wow, that's great. What, what do you think uh, about Coach Rod? What's his temperature coming up here this weekend? Oh, I, 
you know, I think he's looking forward to it. You know, you you know him, uh, you know, as well as anybody. You know how you, you mentioned temperature. You know how low key he can be. Yeah, about right, right. That he's he and and he's looking at it like, hey, it's 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 the next opponent on the schedule, but I've still got friends up there, and I like going up there, and 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 it'll be fun. That's pretty much what he has said about it. And, uh, and, and I think he's looking forward to coming back and, and being, and he'll be for folks who don't know, he'll be in the first base coaching box. Uh, unless, unless coach Pierce gets ejected from a game, which happened last Sunday, <laughs> then Rod moved over to the third base coaching box right. and Cameron Rupp, who's a student assistant and who was a hero on the Oh nine, uh, team that got to the national championship series. Uh, Rupp, uh, Rupp is a student coach and he would move into the box, but, but, uh, but Rod will be in the first base coaching box. Uh, tonight and throughout the weekend. I got you. Tell him hello for me. I don't know if we'll cross paths this weekend, but you tell him hello. Uh, Isn't it interesting? I know you've noticed that uh, in in Big 12 series, uh, the home team has won 13 of 15 series so far this year. Now, you think home field advantage, and there's something to that, but that's 87% winning percentage for the home teams. Yeah, and you know what it is? I, I think, John, I've given this a lot of thought because I've studied those numbers as well, and I, you know, I think there's a real comfort level. There's a psychological uh, comfort level with teams getting a chance to play in their ballpark. They know certainly, uh, you know, all the specifics and the, the the nooks and crannies and the and the quirks of, of of their home ballpark. It certainly has served the Bears well in their series wins uh, over K State and Oklahoma, and and Texas has played well at home. Now they they took two or three at home. Uh, from Kansas State, and they just got through splitting a home-and-home pair with Texas State where the, where the road team won both games. That's mm. the second year in a row that's happened. But by and large, Texas has been really good at home, and a, and a big part of it is just being comfortable in their environment. And, and you know how it is, John, about having to get on the bus and going up. And, sure. Uh, you know, that, that, I mean, the team's busing in the day to play tonight's first game. Then, of course, they'll they'll stay – you know, the rest of the weekend, obviously, in Waco. But, uh, you know, there's just something to be said about for sleeping in your own bed and, and all of those kinds of comforts. Uh, and I think that has something to do with it, especially with guys who are student athletes and they've got classroom obligations and things like that. So you're right. It's, it really is a home uh, ballpark league, the Big 12 is, more so than I could say in a long, long time. All right, along those lines, uh, is it tougher to go from turf to natural grass and dirt or the opposite? Hey. <laughs> right. More, yeah. It, right. It's more it's more challenging, I think, to go from turf to grass. And uh David has spoken about that. Coach mm-hmm. Pierce, he's talked about how it's you know, getting guys used to it. Now they just played on grass on Monday night in San Marcos. So well no no, that's turf now too. That uh that but um but they they played on uh grass in um in Stillwater mm-hmm. and so they they've done some of it at least recently and uh and they had and I say grass they had the dirt infield and that's the biggest difference right, I think right. it's not so much about grass or turf in the outfield because they do have field turf in the outfield uh there in Stillwater but what it is is they have the full dirt infield well at UFCU Dishball Field it's an all turf uh infield it's all field turf now Folks will tell you, you know, it takes truer hops, truer bounces on the field turf. You get on that dirt, you know, you can take a, you can take a quirky bounce. Oh, yeah. So that's where there is that adjustment. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And you know, John, uh, there's the adjustment to playing 
uh, there in Waco where you've got that breeze when mm-hmm. it comes out of the south. And, you know, I can still see, you know, you, you know me, I'm a longtime Dodger fan. Right. So I enjoyed Max Muncy hitting two home runs last oh, night. To beat wasn't the that Giants. great? Yeah. But I can remember. In those early 2000s, I remember Max Muncy hitting one into the brass. I that. <laughs> that's right. So, so I know the balls the balls can fly out of there on that, and that's that's always a consideration, as well as the ones headed over to the soccer field. Uh, yes, with the wind out of the south, which it should be this weekend, that's the prevailing wind. So it should be blowing out. So we'll see how that plays. Craig Way with us, voice of the Longhorns. Let me shift gears uh, for just a second and uh, ask you about Coach Rodney Terry, a guy we know and appreciate, you know, was an assistant here for Harry Miller. Finally, finally getting uh, named the uh, permanent head coach, as permanent as coaching can be at the University of Texas. What do you think about Rodney getting that that uh, assignment? I think it's awesome, and and I think the the vast majority, overwhelming majority of the fan base is excited about it also and 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 was happy to see it you know a lot of fans were real antsy wanting uh wanting uh, the athletic department to name him the permanent head coach uh before the season ended but they they've stuck to their plan all along and said when the season's over we'll we'll make our announcement and sure enough i think they decided in their mind but just went ahead and stuck with a plan and rodney has hit the ground running now i will also tell you that Longhorn fans are probably a little bit nervous that, about him having to hit the ground running when one considers uh, what has happened with the transfer portal with uh, Tyrese Hunter and Dylan Mitchell saying they both are going to at least get the evaluation from the NBA people. I think both will come back, but now Rowan Brumball was a young man who redshirted from the Washington area. He wanted to get back closer to home, so he's transferring out to Georgetown to play for new head coach Ed Cooley there. And then uh, you know, while it was certainly good for them to get Ron Holland from Duncanville, a tremendous basketball player, and he is definitely coming to Austin. The other guard they had, the point guard, A.J. Johnson, uh, who was going to come in from California, elected instead yesterday announced he's signing with an Australian professional oh, team. Really? Uh, so, so there's another – that creates another opening, another vacancy. We still don't know about Dylan D'Souza. Um, uh, ultimate decision. I think he's leaning toward coming back, but he wants to get the feedback from the NBA. There's going to be holes to fill, but hey, we've all seen that before. You know Jerome Tang very, very well, and when he landed in Manhattan, Kansas, he had two right. two scholarship guys, and and was able to and was able to turn that around very, very quickly. So the portal giveth and the portal taketh away, mm-hmm. but I think uh, they'll be active in the portal and what they have coming in. And hey, if nothing else, John. You got Brock Cunningham coming back for a sixth year, you know? <laughs> you yeah, Brock. Cunningham, right? He's got one more year. As a <laughs> that is funny. That is so funny. Well, I appreciate your time. I'll miss seeing you this weekend, but it's always great to visit with you. And uh, safe travels up and down I-35, and we'll talk again soon. Hey, uh, John, give my best to, to Terry and to the family, and congratulations to MJ on the on the uh, the nuptials coming up tomorrow. Really excited for him and for you and for the family, and that's that's a great thing. You know, we always say if 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 our kids a stay healthy, yeah. b graduate from high school and college, c get married, and d give us grandchildren, <laughs> then, then, then we have succeeded as parents, and you've already done that to some extent, having a grandchild. So now here's the next step for you. Amen. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. Have a safe trip. We'll see you soon. Thanks, John. All right, that's Craig Way, the great voice of the Texas Longhorns. Uh, You know, 
them going to the SEC is one thing, but not seeing Craig and Toby and, and some others on a regular basis, that, that's the tough part because, uh, you know, Baylor's been playing Texas for 100 years plus, and all of a sudden it may not happen. It might, like he said, it could happen and ha- may happen in some sports earlier than others, but, uh, you know, it's not going to be on a regular basis like it is now. The good news is we get one whole year to give them both a proper goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) I know how you feel about that. That's right. They'll be here through next year. Great to visit with Craig, and it's Baylor and Texas opening their series tonight at Baylor Ballpark, 6.30 first pitch for the Bears and the Longhorns coming up tonight, 2 p.m. tomorrow, 1 p.m. on Sunday for the series finale, Baylor and Texas. All right, take a break. Back to wrap things up right after this on a Friday afternoon. Those Baylor games, by the way, right here on ESPN Central Texas. Take a break. Back after this. Stay with us.